Hi, and welcome to Women Uninterrupted, Episode 3, the interview podcast that celebrates women expertise. So our expert guest today is Rebecca Foote. She's a recent graduate from Parsons School of Design in New York City, and she's going to talk to us a little bit today about her experience with fashion and design. Hey. Um, Yeah, my name is Rebecca. I'm currently living in Brooklyn, but I went to school in Manhattan, uh, like right on Fifth Ave. Um, Right now, I'm like in between things, but um, I've been working on like a lot of personal projects. Like since I graduated, I like cleaned out, went through like everything I own and like uh, assessed all my inventory of like tons of fabrics and like supplies and stuff. And so I'm trying to make fun things just for myself in this time, uh, like purely like passion projects and just things that make me happy. Oh, wow. That sounds like really interesting and very about your um, identity. That sounds cool. Um, I guess like that kind of goes with my first question. When did you realize you had um, a passion for fashion or design or anything in in that industry, I guess? I never really had like a sort of aha moment, Mm -hmm. but always like when I was a kid, I was into like arts and crafts and like making and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember like I would, sketch like little design outfits and I would come up with a theme I think I would often do like holidays because like as a child that was just like an easy thing to like come up with and then I would like make little designs and I saved them in a folder for like a long time um and like in thinking back like in retrospect I was like oh that actually that makes a lot of sense (laughs) for like where I ended up going yeah like I was like Becca's my my cousin my first cousin so I grew up around her basically and um I just remember when Becca, like, like she, she like altered my prom dress. I didn't end up wearing, but I remember that was like, oh yeah, yeah, that was like the first time like witnessed you actually like indulging in like skills, and that was before you even like went to school or anything for it too. Yeah, back then I didn't really even know what I was doing. Like I was just kind of like figuring it out, like as I went. I mean, I'm pretty much self-taught or well, I mean, I was before. Like I knew how to sew like by hand Mm -hmm. because of like my mom and like our our grandma, like our great grandma, you know, Mm -hmm. like would um, make clothes for us um, out of just like regular fabric she bought from like the stores and stuff. And that was always like really fun. Um. But I, yeah, I always loved making things like the physical making of like anything was always just like really enjoyable to me. It's like junior of high school when everybody started like you had to like really start thinking about what you're going to do and like where are you going to go to college? Like what do I want to do with my life? And I kind of like had to sit down with like myself and my thoughts, I guess, and be like, okay, like what do I like? (laughs) What do I like doing? And I knew that I wanted to do something like related to design or art because that it was just like always like really fulfilling, I guess, for me, even in like small capacities, more so than like other like booky things. (laughs) Even though like I'm like, you know, not to brag, but I'm like good at (laughs) kind of like book smart stuff. Well, brag. Crazy, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I knew that growing up too. Like you were always like academic. You always academically performed as well too. So like could have gone any. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not. I don't. I don't know that I would have like succeeded had I been like an engineer or like mathematician uh-huh. or something. But like I was just like relatively good at that mm-hmm. stuff. But I it wasn't. It didn't really do anything for me. So I knew that I wanted to do something like art and design. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I like dug up like an old sewing machine that was like in my basement somewhere um 
that like my parents kept telling me we had and I started um, just trying to figure it out. It was kind of broken and I had to like rig it up with like a piece of tape so that like the thread wouldn't pull too much. But I, I started sewing and just like taking clothes that I already had and like altering them in little bits at first, mm -hmm. like in order to like ease myself into it. And then I, and then I guess I started like cutting up old clothes and like sewing them together in new ways. Um, and then eventually, like when I applied to, to schools, like for Parsons specifically, which is where I went, like Parsons School of Design, which is part of the new school. Um, I, everybody has to do like a Parsons challenge is what they call it. And you have to make like three pieces. It could be in any medium. Mm -hmm. And one of them, I made like this gown, which is really crazy to think about now because like evening wear is like not something that I'm into at all. Yeah. And it, it honestly probably so poorly made, <laughs> but I made like, I, it didn't like end up anywhere. Like I took pictures of it and like posted them like years ago, but it wasn't like, it was only specifically for like my application. Wasn't it was like a, your, um, your friend wore with the, the red, like, um, yeah, yeah, I remember. That. I made like a red cage mm -hmm. that went around it. It was like all like symbolic and conceptual. Yeah, I remember. Um, seeing that. <laughs> Holy crap! Because I can't, I don't want to curse too much, but um, I'm right. thinking that and thinking, wow, like evening, like I don't know, like just as like a normal, like a normal person that knows nothing about fashion design, I would think like how much labor that actually like you put into that is crazy. I don't know, but it seemed like very magnificent at the time because. <laughs> just starting at school or maybe not even and I was like what the heck like she can actually like do crazy shit so anyway I kind of want to leverage that into um this is kind of just a follow-up question but I wanted to know like where you like felt in terms of like your self-taught self was more um, skilled than the others or less or the same um honestly I never really thought that much, or I mean, still, uh, of my own abilities. I mean, I guess it's like a lack of self-confidence in a, a certain respect. Like, I know what I'm capable of doing, but mm -hmm. oftentimes, like, I would look around at, like, the people in my classes and be like, wow, like, what am I? I'm making trash. <laughs> like, I can't do what they're doing. But also, um, it was hard freshman year, specifically, because at Parsons, there's, like, a foundation year. And so it doesn't matter what your major is, but everybody takes the same classes and it's supposed to expose you to like different types and forms of art and design. So it's not like I was doing fashion, like mm -hmm. right out the, the gate. Um, I had to like learn mm -hmm. how to do like drawing and imaging stuff and like learn a lot, a lot more about like digital platforms, like Adobe, even though I, I was like sort of familiar with those already and like a 3d, like, kind of sculpture class where like we learned to use like the wood shop. I know people mm -hmm. in other classes did like the metal shop and we learned like how to use plaster and like a lot of wire stuff. So um, it was, which yeah. I honestly think like the foundation year was like very useful to me, even though like a lot of people hated it. And I mean, I still hated it, but um, I think it was like very valuable to expose me and like the other students to like all different times of or forms of, of art and like different, resources that we could use because some of the things like were really helpful mm -hmm. later to me in like the later years as I actually went into fashion yeah. I kind of think of it more like how um when you're in high school you're kind of you, you're given the foundation for a lot of different things that you do in college but like with fashion design it's kind of like 
you're you're not really given those core like elements of what it is. So I guess when people go there, they probably choose like could help them choose what they want to do more specifically too when they take those like yeah for sure classes. it's it's um, meant to like help push people like in in different directions and like uh, challenge everyone. Mm-hmm. And when we got into like the actual fashion stuff, which happened uh, like sophomore year, like I met a lot of people that like everybody had really different um, abilities and experiences. Like I know a lot of people that were also like self-taught. I met a lot of people that went to like specialized schools for fashion. Um, I met people that like didn't like had never used a sewing machine before. Um, or like didn't really know like how to sew. And a lot of people like, because there's there's so much involved in in fashion and design like the physical making part is like its own process that is sort of separate but connected to the actual design and like the conceptualizing like I consider myself much better at like the technical like the physical making but I know a lot of people that really excelled in the their concepts um and like development but weren't so good at like the actual making so it's it was like really across the board I interacted with like a lot of different people with different skills but I never really considered myself and I honestly I think it's like fact that I was never like you know top of the class or anything but I um (laughs) but I mean Mm -hmm. I I know my capabilities and I I I did enough that was satisfactory for myself (laughs) and I mean I graduated so it couldn't be (laughs) um I was gonna ask though um did you feel like your identity played a part at all in like how in terms of like your concepts or like what you actually um put together for your projects oh yeah for sure I mean even like what I was just saying about like myself being a more technical person like that did get Mm -hmm. to me uh many times because um I the conceptualization was like really a struggle for me um especially in like the earlier years uh it was just like really hard and I had to like learn like going to design school or like art school is like such a trip like (laughs) I can't I mean I didn't go to like a regular college and my friends and I always joke that like we didn't go to real college because it's like in the city and like it's a huge bubble like a design school like what is that um Mm -hmm. but (laughs) like what is it I don't know but like junior year specifically in the fall semester, like my projects that I did um, in my like studio and my two studio classes that were like linked was about how um, fashion itself is like such an outward expression of like what's going on inside. But it's like so um, like it's you like we everyone like puts on these clothes and it's like it's a show for other people and no Mm -hmm. matter how much you'd like to think that like oh I'm just dressing for myself like the amount of people that are actually doing that that actually don't care about what other people think is so minuscule and so I made a project I made like a, a this jacket it was reversible where like the one side was just like plain black wax cotton, just like a regular like trucker jacket. And the the inside part, but well, it's reversible, but the the it's meant to be more on the inside. I use this technique or these two techniques called like latch hooking and rug hooking. But I basically took like these colorful mm-hmm. yarns and like made these little like squares out of it. Um so it was kind of like a like you know like a shearling jacket 
like it's like really soft and like fuzzy on the inside Mm -hmm. but it was like super bright and colorful Mm -hmm. on the outside it was just like plain black um kind of to show like that this is it was meant to be like a garment for the wearer like you can choose to be all sheltered and closed off or you can choose to be like super bold and out there like it can be it's supposed to be like for the wearer like and fashion and just dress in general yeah that sounds like so that's really cool I love the concept behind it so are you saying like when people make garments there's always something some kind of concept like that behind it I mean there's meant to be like that's kind of the purpose behind fashion I mean when you go like super high up like high-end fashion um and you'll see stuff I don't know like on Instagram or whatever if you if you don't like pay attention to like runways and stuff that like is super like out there um like weird like a lot of fashion design isn't really meant to be like stuff you wear like every day like going out to like the grocery store like you know just walking down the street like going out about your daily life like it's I mean unless you're like dumb rich Mm-hmm. but <laughs> and you have the money to like look like that but um the things that are being made that are like super out there like that is because like it's for the concepts like it yeah. um there's so much going on like behind the scenes and like like maybe you'll see like a sweater like a Dior sweater and it's just like a regular ass sweater but like mm-hmm. the it's just like a singular like tiny part of like an entire huge collection that is about something so much greater and a lot of stuff like especially the recent um the recent collections that were like put out in this past uh like fashion month or week um had to do with like (laughs) the times because obviously Mm -hmm. it's crazy oh wow um what are, are there any like big frustrations i'll put it all into like one question but um are there any like big frustrations or challenges or maybe something you didn't expect going into that field? I mean, the, I mean, the current frustration is the, that there are like no jobs, (laughs) but that's something like for a lot of industries uh, and that a Mm -hmm. lot of people are going through. And that's, you just have to like keep reminding yourselves that like, this is just how it is right now. Like we're all kind of in the same boat Mm -hmm. and like, it's, it won't be like this forever. Um, Mm -hmm. But Something that I encountered, which I guess could also be said about any industry, um, is that, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of uh, getting ahead and, like, uh, getting, like, the jobs and, like, positions and connecting is, I mean, it's all all networking. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. that, like, maybe have more money or, like, have more, like, their dad is friends with this guy, like, will go places faster than someone that is less fortunate. Um, Mm -hmm. which I mean, it's discouraging, but that's just part of, that's just part of everything. Uh, yeah, then having a network is is a huge, honestly, it's, I think it's a huge problem just in our society in general, just because, you know, people are very limited to that privilege. So it kind of sucks when how money kind of controls that network, or I would say limits people from getting into a network of people that are necessary for your success, but yeah, but I think I could see, especially in fashion and the fashion industry, how it could be even more serious in that case, just because money is a big part of fashion too, right? Oh so. yeah, for sure. And I mean, um, like it's like that in like other art and like design fields too, because like any creative thing, um, it just kind of like functions a little bit 
differently on some levels. Uh, so like, I mean, there's like multiple famous people's like children that went to my school and you'd like see them. Like I saw like Brooklyn Beckham in the elevator one time and then he dropped out because like, why does he need to go to school? He's rich. (laughs) So based on that though, like not really based on that, but just in general, um, now we talked about like the challenges. Was there anything really, really positive that happened to you since you started, um, going to school for this? I mean, just like self-discovery in general, I guess, which was like a, a whole long process. And I mean, you know, everybody's constantly discovering themselves. And it's, it's not like I know exactly who I am as a designer and artist, but like going to this school that I did. Um, and I guess this is also related to the question you just asked, like what was challenging? Like it was really hard for me at the beginning to adjust to like learning in this new way. And it's not like... Uh, uh, after like the end of a semester, I could like concretely say like, oh, this is ex- like what I learned X, Y, and Z, like, and I learned how to do this thing. And like, uh, it was just more about like the entire process, like learning how to come up with a concept, how to develop it, how to like do research that related to your ideas and how to materialize that, how to turn that into like a garment or collection, how to like reflect um, your ideas into something physical. Um, Mm -hmm. and so learning how to do that and discovering like who, like what I actually like to do, like specifically, like what I like to make, what materials I like to use, like what processes, what techniques I like, like I learned Mm -hmm. that I am someone, which I mean, makes total sense in retrospect, thinking about like, even like the crafts and stuff I did as a kid, like that I really love Mm -hmm. and like relish in the physical making, but like, I like techniques that are like very tedious, like take a lot of time, like handcraft, uh, which was pretty Mm -hmm. frustrating. Like, uh, cause I am a big procrastinator, like many, many times, Mm -hmm. uh, many, many sleepless, sleepless nights. Yeah. Uh, because the things that like I chose to do like that I wanted to do took so so long <laughs> but it was like really like what I enjoyed doing like I enjoy the making and even though it's so much effort like uh, like when you're when you're doing it like it's just like there's just something about it that like I really I really just can't quite get away from in terms of like how the how the how it came out in the end though, like the final product, did you feel like the more tedious stuff gave more clean or finished look? I think I guess it depends. Like earlier in my college years, I often when I was like still kind of trying to figure out what my whole deal and vibe was and like <laughs> I I ended up making like a lot of projects that like mm-hmm. I liked the mm-hmm. idea but I kind of just was too lost at the beginning, like didn't have a concrete enough idea of what I wanted to do. So I kind of just like listened to the, the like suggestions of others and like what my teachers were telling me to do. Um, and so by the time I ended up with like a final Mm -hmm. product, I, I wasn't really like quite satisfied, but definitely like, starting junior year with a project I told you about earlier mm-hmm. with like that jacket and then I made a dress to go with it and especially with like my senior thesis mm-hmm. like I really mm-hmm. um ended up at a place where I was like very proud of what I did like 
And it took me like, I mean, it took me the four years to be able to fully do that, like really create a body of work that I was like very satisfied with. And it's useful because senior year, like the entire year you're working on this one, your thesis, um, it's not like just the semester. So you really have time to develop it fully. And it's something that like, it's purely whatever you Mm want to do. Like there's no, there's no prompts basically, especially for like Mm -hmm. in my major at Parsons, like the fashion design major, there's like different pathways. Uh, and the one that I was in was materiality, which mm-hmm. means it's like basically based on the, the materials that you use, like in create creating new materials and like textiles um, mm-hmm. that you, uh, are, you then make into like products or garments mm-hmm. or whatever. It's not just like you go to the store and buy um, some fabric and then you pen sew it. Like it's really, uh, it's not over about like the mm-hmm. design of like a garment. It's like, what is it made out of? And like, what are you doing? What are you, yeah. How are you using these materials to oh, create something cool. new and like innovative? Oh, wow. What? So I guess like you're the tediousness that you crave from um, just the process. I guess that was kind of like a part of it too, right? Because like if you're making your own textiles. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, that's why I ended up in materiality. Yeah. Um, because I knew like, that's what I liked doing. Like I like, um, get, making things, uh, like making new materials and like discovering mm-hmm. like what can be done with the materials and the resources that I have. Like, how can I use these, uh, and like flip them around to, to get something like new or something that's, you wouldn't quite expect, or you can't like go to a store and buy. And that was a, a huge, mm-hmm. like, ongoing process for, for my thesis. Like, I didn't even know yeah. what I ended up doing. Like, it took me basically the whole first semester to figure out. It was a lot of experimentation. And that can be really taxing and frustrating to just not have a clear idea mm-hmm. and um, feel mm-hmm. like you're being pushed in different directions. But eventually like if you just keep going and like listen to your gut and and, like what you think you really want to do like it it, it, it'll work out it did for me anyway at the end (laughs) yeah so next question I wanted to ask you was if you could go back to when you first invested in your passion what is one thing you would tell yourself or what's some advice you would give to people going into the industry I would probably tell myself like just be patient with your mm-hmm. own self and your own mind and like ideas. Um, because as I said, like I, it, I never know what I wanted to do and it took me a really long time to figure anything out. Um, mm-hmm. So just to know and have some reassurance that like, it's going to take time. And a lot of the mm-hmm. teachers that I've had um, that are working in like the industry or in like industries adjacent, like, told me that they started out doing something completely different and like they turned 30 and then they like completely pivoted. Um, so like yeah. it definitely does take time. And I, I mean, I'm still like very young. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I don't know what I'm doing or what I want to specifically do, but um, mm-hmm. even like with just my projects that I worked on in school, like I'll, you, you have to give yourself time to like really think and and uh figure out like what you want to do for yourself 
because right. even with like deadlines and like due dates um and it can feel like or it felt like many times like at a design school like I was being like forced to churn out all this like creativity which can be like really exhausting but if you like let yourself I don't know like (laughs) like just allow yourself to to, like, like move at your own pace, yeah kind of thing and like listen to yeah. your gut of like what you want and try not to uh, get too bogged down by like thinking about like oh but this person is like making that and like their shit looks so oh sorry like their stuff looks so good and like oh my teacher was saying like maybe do this I mean sometimes your teachers are right but sometimes they're not like yeah. <laughs> if there's something that you really want to do like you should do it because especially with something creative like it's really supposed to be from the heart like from what you want so Mm -hmm. just I yeah I would just tell myself like listen to listen to your gut and like be patient and things will work out Mm -hmm. I remember like when you talk about like like pushing creativity out it's when I have to like, when people force me to like write, do music or like sing or like do anything, I hate it because I'm like, ugh, now I have to like, I really only truly work in creative burst. So like, if I can't, if I'm like forced to do it when I'm not feeling the creativeness in my head, it's not happening. Like, that's just how yeah. I've been my whole life. That's why I've never went into school for it. But <laughs> exactly. Like, it's really hard to, to like, be forced to do stuff like that all the time. Like it is really challenging. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, that's great advice to give to people. I think just in general, people need to know that too, because there's so much, like people are just expected to do so much in such little time and just be rich at 23, like all of this crazy stuff. And I've never been supportive of it, but um, if you just pace yourself, like you'll eventually get to where you want to be. But, like, everyone moves at different paces, and you're never going to, like, if you expect to get something to get to where you want to be at a deadline, it's probably not going to happen. But, um, yeah, last question, just to wrap it up. If you Do you have any advice for resources or just, like, what people should take advantage of if they're, say, going to school for fashion or design? Um, well, most of, like, the, the bigger, like, design schools or, like, the more popular ones are, like, in cities. And especially like this one, there's there's multiple like design and art schools in New York and like the the greater area, like Brooklyn and whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And that itself is a huge resource, like being in the city, like being in the hub. First of all, like, I mean, urban areas are generally like more like creative and like uh, just like exciting. Um, So Mm -hmm. that is like its own inspiration. But like physical resources, like there's the garment district on like the thirties and like the West side, like mm-hmm. there are like, you can walk down one block and there's like 20 fabric stores. Like that's where yeah. everybody goes to get like fabric and trims. Uh, like it's, you, you can find what you need there. And okay. um, at a school like, like mine, or really like any like art and design school, probably a lot of the teachers are, like industry professionals like everybody works in um their own fields and um they're also like good connections to have like if you have a teacher that you like really love and you felt like you like you had a good relationship with like 
don't let them go. <laughs> like they, yeah. and they often like actually want to help you like care about mm-hmm. your students, about their students. And they're, they're yeah. good. They're good to have like when you graduate too. like, don't be afraid to use your connections. Yeah, for sure. I know that like other people that I've interviewed at least have said very similar things, like despite the industry that they're in, they always take advantage of at least their mentors that they've been fortunate to have. So like, it's really good to like network. I mean, I I feel like that's pretty much what most people would tell younger people, just keep your network as large as possible. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because that's really what's going to push you to get that job or like, anyway, so... I want to thank Becca for sharing her expertise with us today. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Yeah. And um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please stick around for future episodes where I'll be interviewing new women in a variety of industries. If you have any further questions for me or for Becca, you can visit my website for contact info. And yeah, see you next time.